0: The Discover Dakota County podcast, provided by the Dakota County Regional Chamber of Commerce, is an interactive conversation that brings listeners and viewers informative stories, historical tidbits, views of leaders in the region, topics with various points of view, plus a little humor and throwback amusement. Tune in as we explore the rich stories and insights in Dakota County. And now your host, Phil Stahlberger.
1: Before we get started, I'd like to thank our two sponsors, the Minnesota Vikings and the Egan Convention and Visitors Bureau. I'd like to introduce our three guests today, Tony Donatel, Marcy Bauman, and Modi Arafa. You talked about your personal touch. You guys each have your own personal touch, and obviously the pandemic ruined a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I know each of you have a story about how you not just survived physically during a pandemic but how yeah. your businesses survived. Talk a little bit about that. You talk about putting things in containers and it's not your own personal touch. Yeah. How'd you get through it? Not that we're over yet, but.
2: Yeah, I mean, for sure it was, it's definitely not over. We're still seeing some of the supply stuff and and whatnot, but hopefully the, you know, the worst days are, are behind us and, and as we get used to kind of this new norm. But it was just downright frightening when, when you know, like the, our governor got on TV and, and we were all, you know, watching at the same time time and and it's like he's not going to do it he's not going to do it and then it's like restaurants are completely shut down and you're just like.
0: I have goosebumps. You are just saying that.
2: Yeah. I remember. Tears and, 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 and like I went back into the restaurant after seeing that announcement and i could only choose one to be into but it was tears people were crying they they knew that you know forever everything was changed they didn't know what was going to happen when we came back but servers and bartenders hugging and crying and not knowing what they were going to do next because they had families to feed they had to figure something out
0: yeah for me we opened february 20th there was the thing that might have been happening in the world (coughs) called COVID, but that was like it was this vague thing and four weeks later, we were mandatory shutdown. Wow. And that idea that, uh, like, we didn't even get shot. Maybe I hadn't read into this right. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe this wasn't what we were supposed to do. We were so blessed with, we had to be shut shut down for a little bit, and then we got to open curbside. Mm. I don't know, like, there was a funny kind of staggering where we could do curbside. I had people that had been laid off from their jobs, real jobs, I had a scientist, I had an accountant, I had people that had real jobs come and volunteer and just get scrappy, learn how to make an espresso and run things out. I didn't want to be that. That was not the reason we got into this. I got into it to watch, to throw a party every day and watch everybody have great conversations (laughs) around the table. That's why we got into this. And so styrofoam boxes just felt like such a
1: wrong direction. Wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: that was like a really uh, crazy time for me. Right before the closing, I went overseas to Egypt to visit my dad. I think like five days after I arrived there, they closed the restaurant here, and they closed all the airports all over the world. And. Um, I remember my daughter calling me, and she was just sobbing on the phone. I'm like, all this business, the hell, what's going to happen? I'm like, you know what? Well, nothing is going to happen. It's bad right now, but we're going to work harder today and then we would before COVID. So we just got on the phone. We called people. I called my bankers. I called my landlords. I called everybody that's there. I said, we're not going to lay off one employee. I had total sixty 60 employee employees, but we had to close, and then, you know, they had to, like, I said, give all the food away to people. Give them to the shelter. Give all the food. Don't mm-hmm. don't put anything in the freezer. Yeah. Just put it all away. Give it all away. And then uh, I lucked out. And then they opened the airport three weeks later for a special flight for us. We called the the American Embassy and they got us with an Egypt Air flight back here. And first meeting I had with my staff, I'm like, okay, you know, we open curbside. We're just gonna get it creative. You know what I mean? So every employee that have wants ours, we're gonna give them ours, We never had an online order, so. My son was an IT guy, and he brought his buddy, and they developed.
0: Overnight, I made a website, literally, overnight. They developed this,
3: uh, you know, (laughs) whatever, on a tablet, and then we started getting online order. I mean, obviously, it was, you know, very minimum stuff. Even the PPS at the time, if you remember Tony, they're like, okay, we're going to give you money. You have mm. to have your employees, which we did, yeah. but you only have what six weeks yeah, to was, spend yes. that money, it yes. was, and then people kind of—it
0: yeah. was dumb,
3: right? And then it, and then we just reach out to each other. I'm like, okay, we're just gonna lobby. I mean, I, there's no way you could have spent that money as no. fast as you wanted to based on the business you had. So we weren't so. open, yeah. I remember calling my banker i'm like tell me what's the worst could happen with this money so if i can't spend it in this amount of time what's good? I said, going to give it to you at a one percent interest i'm like okay i'm good with that mm-hmm. you know i'll just they end up extending that you know and then it, it really helped and then with the 60 employees that i had we split all the hours with them we allowed to ha- have them to have some unemployment uh, checks or whatever and then plus what we have and that really have a huge dividend for us when we opened we hit the ground running because We didn't close our stores. I mean it was really sad walking into the stores and the they designed to have people in it. I mean, right. it, we're, we're not a fast food. We're not a drive-through. We're not any right. of that stuff. Yeah. So, right. but you, you you walked in there and just empty. There's you right. know, tickle, uh, piles of tickle boxes yes. and orders
0: right. all over right.
2: every table. We right. unfortunately
0: didn't qualify for any of that because everything was compared to 2019, mm-hmm. and we yeah. didn't e- we didn't even meet the qualification for employees in January. We didn't have any. Wow. So it was it yeah. was a, a odd time. And this is when I again Dakota County wanted us. Like we we know that. Like, people literally gave up their convenience to embrace us. Hmm. They, I know where they could have been going through a drive through and getting what I sell. And they gave that up to in order to embrace us and make sure that we survived. And it is a, a true miracle that we made it. And it is truly our Especially customers.
3: Especially as new as you are. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: yeah. They, they really, <laughs> it was a vote of confidence. It was them saying, we, we need what you have here in town. So, awesome. Huge. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You guys all had dreams of owning something, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And building something. COVID hits, and you're basically asked to reinvent the wheel, do something different that you didn't think you were going to do today. And the three of you are still here. Yeah. Right? So, what was the key? What was the one thing, or two things, or a couple of things in your mind that kept you in business?
2: I think you're right. I mean, there was mornings, you know, and, and for even weeks or months where you woke up and you're like, maybe my dream's over. Maybe right. I'm not gonna get through this. And it's always like, people are gonna eat and drink and, and have coffee, and, and but maybe it's not gonna be me because I, I'm running out of money, I'm running out of ideas. And it was scary. And yeah. you know, and like all you can do is put your back To the wall and and just try to be creative and and resourceful and and come up with new things and and try to do what everyone else isn't doing to stand out
0: I felt felt like this is when I was so glad I was small and I was so glad I was not corporate I was so (laughs) glad that I got to be like today we're gonna what? i mean we were literally reinventing ourselves every mm-hmm. day like what can we do today what kind of video can we make that would make people understand that this is what we have for them today and we got to do that we'd spin on a dime uh, mm-hmm. we we started new recipes or whatever today i went out and got it at hivey up the road today i mean it, you know to in order to make this thing that we're gonna try i was so thankful i was not a chain I didn't need to get permission from anybody. I think I wouldn't have made it. I honestly think that made a big difference. If somebody was telling me how I could have advertised or what I could or couldn't have done, I that the freedom is what made it so that we could be yeah. scrappy mm-hmm. enough
3: yeah i think it's the same as as those guys said i mean it's uh i think one of the things is that uh helped me is that we, we don't put our head in the sand i mean we dealt right. with what with it hit on i mean you know i pay fifty thousand dollar a month in rent
0: right uh, mm-hmm. throughout
3: my restaurant so That's i had right. to, i had to like Call every landlord and say, "Hey, you know, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to owe you any money, but I'm going to take care of you. You know, here's what I'm going to do now, and here's what I'm going to do in a week, and here's what I'm going to do in a month, and mm-hmm. here's what happened if I didn't open. And you know what I mean? Right. I had mm-hmm. to have a game plan to what's going on. You That's know, right. and and I think we just having that mentality and just continue to work hard. I don't know. I mean, I had confidence that will come back. I know. I don't think anybody around me did. And I think maybe it's just. I'm old, I think, I mean, I've, been, I've been here for a long time, I've seen worse things, but I think I think the other thing too is that, you know, I mean, obviously cash was extremely important. You know, if you were in a lot of debt and stuff and you were on the edge, you just kind of yes. fell in, the, in 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 by the wayside, but mm. I mean, I obviously, I was going through cash like it was no tomorrow. There was a one month that I got through $120,000 in cash just to pay my employees and pay the stuff that's going on, you yeah. know, but I think, I mean, having that, not being in debt and you and, and just give you a little you know lifeline longer than right. anybody else.
0: So my 12 teenagers that and Jerry my retired man that helped me build the place, they cut down I mean I, I also debt was my enemy and I I felt that from the beginning I didn't want to make payments on my equipment I didn't want to owe anybody on espresso machines are twenty thousand right. dollars and <laughs> I was like I am not making monthly payments on this right. espresso machine. So right. I got scrappy and I'm like, I'm not gonna get it until right. I have the $20,000 that I've saved up. I, we wouldn't put wood on the walls until I could afford the wood for the walls. And it mm-hmm. took us forever to build the place. But I have said that too, yeah. that I wouldn't have made it through COVID if yeah. I owed on the $20,000 machine, the $13,000 oven that, you yeah. know, I mean, all that stuff. I. I I didn't make monthly payment that saved me right and my landlord bless his heart he's also from Dakota County he wanted us to to make it he was so gracious so gracious awesome. it, it made all the difference yeah
2: we had some landlords that were just amazing like our like down in Farmington it's just yeah. a, a family-owned strip mall mm-hmm. and not only when we called they said you know don't worry about you yeah. know, your next month rent. We know that that's going to be impossible to pay. And, and not only that, but he helped us, like, remodel the bathroom yes. while we were closed. And it was, like, just moment of like total emotion and tears like maybe we are going to get through this. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, it's calling the suppliers yes. and saying, hey, I have to pay these employees the last couple of weeks that they've worked and, and like all of the stuff's due and my rent's still due. Like can you hold off on debiting yeah. my account? Because and, and you know, people on the outside would say like, why didn't you have enough cash reserve for, re- for something like that? <laughs> and like, it's just something you can never. I think, plan right. for is a complete shutdown. Right. right. Like revenue going to zero.
1: Right. 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 And now we're coming out of this, hopefully, maybe, and you talk about planning, and now we have, you know, supply chain issues. Right. Right? Which, again, mm-hmm. is another curveball oh, to you all and trying to figure out how to survive.
3: It's actually sometimes I feel like this is was worse in the back yes. end than I was in the first end yes. because then you know I mean if you are very small even your supplier did not even care about you they don't even shut you out, down I go I mean mm-hmm. I, I was lucky because I had enough stores where they wanted to make sure they keep me around but it was one of my cell reps, he had to go rent a refrigerator truck mm-hmm. to go deliver up. Yeah. they didn't have anybody in the warehouse yeah. Yeah. Right. to deliver your food right. and when your food came like what is that. This is right. not what I ordered, yeah. right? <laughs> I don't want this stuff, and, right. and and Z would go crazy. I'm like, hey, I don't. And she was like, she's like a you know quality freak, and so I'm going to restaurant debo, and I'm going over mm-hmm. here, yes. and I'm going, you know, I'm calling some some of my old you know whatever. I, I had like three different food vendors trying to bring me stuff, and I'm just like, it is um it, it slowed down now. I think now it's 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 not as bad as it as it once was. I I, I've, I you know obviously. Prices have gone up. Can I find myself in, lucky in a way because I'm 90% of my stuff is breakfast? So I, you know, mm-hmm. yes, my product went up, but majority of my sales not a steak. You know, or you know mm-hmm. it's you know it's like some of the stuff just was like crazy. Went up like mm-hmm. five, six, seven, nine, ten mm-hmm. bucks a pound. Oh, yeah. You know, on pork. I mean, the stuff that hurt me the most was bacon and sausage and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, so but we had to again. You gotta get creative. It's kind of like you know, in our business, you know, you had to kinda learn, you know, you plan, you plan, you plan, and then when when the stuff goes on, you shoot from the hip from there. You you got no plan, you just gotta like, think on your feet and you got to figure out, you know, what's happening, you know?
0: And that whole partnership thing. One of my dearest employees owned JoJo's Rise and Wine, uh, Mary Jo, and she now works for me. Unfortunately, her landlord did not work with her mm-hmm. and she was shut down uh, during COVID, so now she works for me. She's scrappy. She knows how to kind of get things done. I'm great friends with froth and cork down at Hastings. We get on the phone. How do we get lids? I have lids. Do you have cuffs? I don't know. I, we're we, And they'll drive by. We, we mm-hmm. do this. Show sharing game and 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 because we again it's 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 not about money it's about community and i want them to throw their party and have have cups for their guests as well and i think once you start to like see each other's eyes and know that we're all the same Mm -hmm. yeah you, you try to go work with the suppliers but yeah
2: well moody and i were talking we finally met in person today for the first time, but we've been on group text together, we've texted each other, and and it it changed everything. Like, guys who are normally your competition across the street in the same town, like, suddenly became a partner where, yep. where you're selling gift card bundles with yep. them in Prior Lake and, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, people you'd never right? even and met, but it was not only just, you know, the idea of, of helping each other out, but mentally like yes. knowing that someone else is going through
1: the same thing. And we
0: need to do it. therapy. Yeah, actually. <laughs> we should do a yes. therapy like on Monday
1: nights we at, at Gondola. I'd like to thank our two sponsors, the Minnesota Vikings and the Eagan Convention and Visitors Bureau. I think there's an assumption that I want all the customers to myself and you brought it up earlier it's like okay I know where where else you can go get coffee but xyz but when it comes down to it you all want other restaurants around you.
3: Mm -hmm. Actually it's like
0: some people. Family run ones anyway. I don't know I get get a little snarky about franchise. Right. family-run ones, yeah. I, I'll, I'll do whatever I can. Well,
3: there's some people that, you know, get a really kind of twisted mentality that if you're to get on a rost- another restaurant next to you, that's going to affect you or hurt you. But it's the exact opposite. I used to tell, you know, I mean, it's, it's, you're going to get more customers that never seen you before that mm-hmm. they're going to come and try on your restaurant. Right. So that's it, you know, it's always good to have competition. But, you know, just to I I got what Tony has said, I, I think this is the time when I worked with Tony and Jeff and all the other business owners. In Pryor Lake, I think that was one of the best community. Also, I worked with to try to get some stuff because we got at the governor, we got at, we mm-hmm. got some representative to try to do things for us. You know, we you went on media and we we were all on TV Thank trying to talk about That's you know sweet. what how can we get better? You know, yes. I mean this I mean and then, this really helped. I mean that gift card yeah. that you did in Pryor Lake cool. and it was not a ton of money, but it was enough money to keep us going in some mm-hmm. time where it was difficult. You know, I mean and then we we start working together and produce some really fantastic result with the mayor and everybody else that the was.
2: The mayor, uh, he sold a hundred of those gift card bundles yeah. on the street corner, yep. like the the weekend before Christmas. He, yeah. he, he asked us all for a hundred of these bundles of gift cards that he was selling for a hundred dollars per bundle, wow. and we're like, what? Like, how are you going to do that? And he just went on his Facebook page, and it just spread, and, and it was like, it wasn't just about the money, it was about the community recognizing yeah. that restaurants are hurting, and, and how can you know the, the
1: public help out, and so Supporters. Um, yeah. That's really cool. Somebody mentioned earlier, I mean, you talked about when you were stuck in Egypt. All of you come, we all come from different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. We're in Dakota County, right? Mm-hmm. Again, Dakota County was a territory before the state was a state. <laughs> and the people who live here now weren't the people who were living here then. Uh, you come from, you know, Egyptian background, you have German-Swedish background, mm-hmm. Italian background. We live in Dakota County where people assume that everybody's the, the same. Mm-hmm. And I think we're learning that we're not all the same. We don't mm-hmm. come from the same background, per se. Mm-hmm. How does that take into account your, your business model, or does it?
0: When I interview baristas, I'm like, how's your German? Very <laughs> <laughs> good. And they say, <laughs> and when, when they're like, oh, I've taken three years and I'm like, you're going to get to use it. It's When people come in and they know that you wow. have uh, German or Swedish, like we have groups that literally want to come and they want to speak, speak German. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I can't get the pastries that they want and stuff like that. But I think anytime you can just be honest about your background and who you are, even if it doesn't match somebody else's. Mm-hmm they're excited to be able to say, okay, so this is what falafel tastes like made from scratch. I mean, that's, and I hope these people are hearing, like go and get it from scratch. I'm gonna come try it out now. That's just a great thing. And, And how many places in Dakota County can, yeah, Yeah, right. For sure, I love that. Yeah,
3: it's the same thing too. And we have fun with it. in My staff, I have fun with them. My guests. I mean, you know, uh, I I can know them. I feel like I know them on a personal business because they ask me questions about the same thing. I have some flair in the menu also that can present that. I have the gyros. I have yeah. the falafel, the scratch. You know. And, We'll make some fun things. We'll make our homemade dessert from scratch, baklava, and things like that. It's a good conversation piece because we oh, yeah, what is this? You know, I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, those, you know, the Greek took this from us because, <laughs> yeah, right. we're, you know, we're <laughs> really anxious, you know, we made that yeah. first. So we ha- we play, we have fun with it. You I know? wouldn't
0: have a menu if I didn't have my German. I, Keza Brota is our core staple, and if we didn't have that, it, it would be nothing. And then yeah. the, you got the Italian. <laughs> <look>. we, <laughs> we don't,
2: we don't have, have, an an Italian have an Italian restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> But I I mean, kind of speaking to the same thing, like I grew up in a small town in Wisconsin, so you'll see like the farmer's grandson eatery or farmer and the fishmonger and like that's a part of my past. Like I had, you know, a lot of kids who went to my school who were farmers and I went through hay and my grandparents were farmers and when it was a snow day, like that's where I was because my mom worked on the farm still. So I'd be sorting potatoes, throwing rocks and, and boxing up potatoes and, you know, it Became important to me, and telling that story. Where where was your farm? Kansas. Oh my gosh. Yeah,
0: and I, I'm still I'm going down there next week. But yeah, totally. I I honestly think
3: I grew up on the farm myself.
2: I,
0: okay, <laughs> we need to do a scientific <laughs> yeah. study because I think there is something about being a farm kid that there's just this tenacity. You tell yeah. a story. Where, and your work ethic. and two right. that right. I I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I'm like, is it my work ethic? I think it's very. It's more specific than that. It's there's this sense of responsibility. Right. Nothing like, scares you of it. And thing. and I don't, <laughs> I don't ever want to ever wanna be help. guilty of not being a responsible person. It's hard work is one thing, but responsible. And that's uh, on the farm. If an animal doesn't get fed, it doesn't live. Like you're responsible for life. You're Great. responsible for right. uh, crops coming in. Mm. Right. I mean, it's a whole different responsibility. Really. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: And our, I mean our grandparents and our our parents. You know. Our yeah or some of us at this table, like, lived that. And, right. and know that it, maybe it's like little mini-COVIDs every year, it hails, Yes, it's, it's, <laughs> the I said that, if, the Senate, like, if,
0: it, if it rains, the crops come. If it doesn't rain, you gotta come, you gotta reinvent yourself, right? Yeah. That is farming, and I true. love that.
1: Well, it's interesting because, again, think, you know, Dakota County, again, not that we're all the same, but, um, you know, Casper's, for example, in Egan was, yeah. you know, it's a barn, mm. but it was an onion barn. Yeah. because Dakota County was a whole onion field yeah. Yeah. prior to all of us being here. Right. Yeah. And so it just, it's crazy to think about how the county has changed and how you all are now a part of this community and you're helping shape the community, inviting people with different backgrounds to come work for you, but you're also educating them on your own background. Right. Mm-hmm. What's your, I'll say what's your legacy, because that's kind of a cheesy question, but what do you want to leave down the road? Like people, oh, mm-hmm. okay, that, that restaurant was X and then it was this, and so now it's gonna be this. but You guys want it to be long-term. You
3: know, for me, really, it was, I worked for Fine Dining, I worked for Hilton, I worked for Embassy Suite, I worked for all that stuff. But always my dream was I wanted to build something in the community where you can come get a lamb shank and you'll get a mortgage your house, right? Nice. (laughs) Or you can get, like, a half-pound burger. I mean, I served the same half-pound burger I approved in the Axles brand. I mean, it's still the same burger I got till today right so it's all about you know I want to do something in the community where people can actually come three four times right now if you go you need to go to a nice meal if you gotta go you know in a fine dining restaurant you gotta Mm -hmm. spend you know so much money to do that really I love business I love creating things you know and I love creating employment for people in the community Mm -hmm. you know including including my kids myself you know I mean I mean it's like it's one of the greatest liberation, you know, for me to leave my job and be on my own, and have all these people that come in and work and be able to collect a paycheck and not have to have uh, somebody telling me what to do or, or you know, or red tapes or any of that stuff. You know, we make our own decisions. You know, you know. The other thing is our employees are are. They're in charge. You know what I mean. I mean, we're gonna uh, we surround them by we're ourselves. You know what I mean. Yes. So mm-hmm. that is kind of you know. I mean, and and how, you know, that when people come and tell me, I love your restaurant. I love your employees that work there. I got a great service. So that is the satisfaction I get out of that too. Yes. You know that you have something good going on. You know,
0: I want to be your home away from home. I want to be where you have hard conversations where you have long overdue conversations. I, I want to be where your job interview might happen. For my baristas and they know this, I love them. I re- I genuinely love my baristas. I have an amazing team and I want them, because I hope they aren't baristas 15 years from now. <laughs> I really do. I, but I, I I want them to learn how to love and how to to serve. And be a servant and I want them to know how to talk to people and look somebody in the eye and uh, be able to give something away I want to empower them to give something Mm -hmm. away if uh, if they need to and that's my hope is that these people that work for me are amazing human beings that can do great things in this world that would make me so happy
2: servant leadership servant
0: leadership that's right what were you
2: I, I mean, I agree. I, I think we all want to create spaces that are remembered and, and part of the community, and yeah. and that's huge. But more than anything, I'd you know like to be thought of as a good place to work or mm-hmm. a place where there's opportunities for advancement. And mm-hmm. and sometimes it's like you know, when our growth has slowed down it's and we have all these people who have just been amazing and, and growing with us, it's like, I want to give you an opportunity, I want to open another restaurant so that, you know, you can be our next general manager, our next kitchen manager. So I think, for me, that's, you know, what's that's in awesome. the most important is creating opportunities for people to not only make more money but I to be you grow and when discuss. I grow
0: up. <laughs> I wanna open another vendor just so that my barista can be the lead. <laughs> I want that. Wow. I love that. That's such a cool uh, picture. You. Yeah, I love that.
1: That is great. And you guys have texted before, never met before, you know, never met each other, whatever. How do you how do you engage your fellow businesses? Because um, you guys are all busy, you're yeah. running businesses, but you guys came about because of a pandemic.
3: Oh, right? we, yeah, we, I mean, we just call. You know what I mean? If I, want, I I talk to Tony a few times on the phone, you know, I'll call Jeff. Uh, or I, if there's a questions or whatever, they call me. You know, I mean, we have employees that want to come across. Work for me, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I called Brian. I'm like, hey man, this guy can't <laughs> here. You want him to work here? I mean, I don't. I'm not stealing employees. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Let him work. That's fine, you know. <laughs> because you know, I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's he's my neighbor. It's the neighbor thing to do. So yeah, I mean you know the chamber thing too is that you know i mean i have been guilty not been able to go lately because it's just been crazy i mean i didn't have time to do anything i'm just kind of working Mm -hmm. all the time but that's also another another way that we connect with each other you know because we see each other at the at the chamber you know Mm -hmm. if it
1: would be here or that's how i think businesses can survive and it's Mm -hmm. about community so before we wrap it up let you guys ask each other maybe a quick question have each other in the room. Is there anything you want to ask each other before we... Oh we I just don't know that? how the heck you do
3: all these concepts at one time, <laughs> man. It's yeah. just like, it's always... I mean, for me, I'm, I'm building diners. It's, yeah. you know, at some point, you know, I, but you kind of, like, get really creative and you... You build in so many different things, you know, and you're not afraid to try, like put your neck out there and, and and do that. So I was going to ask you that.
2: It's my team. Sometimes I honestly wake up and I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do today, and I love it. And I'll I'll just say, hey, I'm going to go to Egan and check in and see what's going on, And I'm going to drive down to Farmington and just check in. But it it's my team. I mean, we have a, a culinary director, a beverage director, an operations director, and a marketing director now. So it it's a lot. I want to be you when and, I grow up. Have I said
0: so?
2: <laughs> Um, I don't know, I'd, I'd do more of the, the big idea thing or, you know, looking into the to what's next for us, which is, it's really nice, and it's not always been that way. When we started, mm-hmm. I was, you know, a part of a ten-person team in a gas station, and I was, you know, cleaning pumps, changing oil filters, yes. um, I would, you know, run from the cashier back to the kitchen when they yes. had a line and wherever the line was that's where I was running mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. and I had to do everything from you know maintenance and repair to to janitor and cleaning the bathrooms and, and everything so as we've grown it's, it's allowed me to to build the team that I have and give people opportunities. I think everyone on our multi-unit team is... our marketing director started as a bartender. Our culinary director started as a sous chef at Burgers and Bottles. Our beverage director started at Burn Butcher as just a bar manager. Our operations director, he started at Whiskey Inferno as as a host slash server. So they've all, you know, come from within. And my, one of my best friends, Rodrigo, started with us in Egan at the gas station like 12 years ago, and he does all our maintenance and repairs and, and leads <laughs> the building, the restaurant. So he mm-hmm. didn't even speak English when I first met him. He I was just washing dishes, and we were communicating through hand signals, and, and now wow. he's one of my you know, top five you know, directors of, of the organization. So it's been fun
1: I to grow. in so Nice. I That's
0: love very it. very cool. Good stuff.
1: Well, thank you for all for your time today. We know you guys are, are busy running a successful uh, operation, so thank you. Uh, we'd like to thank again our sponsors, the Minnesota Vikings and uh, Egan Convention and Visitors Bureau, and um, look forward to seeing you guys around town. Thank you. Thanks. Thank, thank you. you.
3: Thanks for having us.
0: Thank you so much for listening to Discover Dakota County. We hope you enjoyed the conversation. This podcast was produced by the Dakota County Regional Chamber of Commerce and Town Square Television.